Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 364 of the Department of Offense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlos. I'm here. And Brian. Saul. And Lando. Lando's here too. Lando, speak. Uh, well, that didn't work. Nope. <clears throat> but he popped right on over. All right. Before we get too deep here, I want to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Tyler Romanski, Hoppenbarrel Brewing, Brian Jones, Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman. And if you like me on Patreon, head over to patreon.com slash reason to become a patron today. But also, Carlos, I feel like just the other day, you were telling me something about our Black Belt patrons. Oh, yeah, no, they're all banned from Las Vegas. What? Every single one of them are banned from Las Vegas. Banned from Las Vegas or from leaving Las Vegas? From entering Las Vegas. But if they do enter Las Vegas without permission, they're also banned from leaving Las Vegas. I feel like that's a fear and loathing. It it would cause that if you were stuck in Las Vegas. But... But anyways, <laughs> uh, it turns out that... Will uh, you please take that uh, anteater thing away from him, please? No, I like the no, noise. No, I don't, because it makes it hard for me to concentrate. Sorry. Anyway, about our black belts. Yeah, anyways, uh, so it turns out that they uh, just are too good at winning. They're too good at winning. Yeah, they're just way too good at winning. So it turns out that... Uh, yeah, it turns out the, 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 that squeaking just is driving me crazy. I, what do you want Lando. Me, what do you want me to do? Come here. Lando, drop. Lando, drop. No, uh, but yeah, it turns out that, uh, yeah, they're just too good at winning. They, they're not allowed to gamble in the, uh, in the, uh, the sovereign state of Las Vegas. <laughs> the, wait, the sovereign? So- now it's a sovereign <laughs> state? Me? You didn't know about that? Yeah, it's a sovereign when state. When did that happen? They declared mm. it. The patrons did? No, not the patrons. Las but, in order, Vegas. but in order to ban them, because they weren't actually cheating, and in order for an entire city to ban a group of people, they have to declare themselves a sovereign state. Oh. Yeah. Because it's just, it's just how it works. I mean, I feel like, uh, I feel like we, we've crossed into bird law territory on that one. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's the decision Las Vegas came up with. That be, to become a sovereign state was the way to limit them from ever entering again. Chicken I pants? don't know if it was the best decision they could have made. It's just the one they made. It's a decision that they made. I understand. Well, if you'd like to also be banned from Las Vegas for winning too much, head on over to patreon.com and become a patron today. Uh, and while you're at blindnessstudios.com, looking for that patron link at the bottom of that homepage there, uh, go ahead and click on that store link at the top of the homepage, and that'll bring you over to teespring.com slash store slash and you can find some of our awesome merch, like our We're Definitely Wearing Pants Pants. Yeah. All right. Carlos, my friend, my colleague, my roommate, what have you been up to in the past week? Uh, let's see. Well, it was a long week of work and just like not doing a whole lot outside of work. Although I did go to Pitchfork uh, Friday. That was always fun. Yeah. And what, uh, you got some pizza fries. Yeah. No, pizza fries in the haystack. That's always a great combo. And their Oktoberfest is on, which is absolutely delightful. What day were we there? What was like a, what day were we there? That was a, that was last Friday. Yeah. That was a week ago. 
Oh, that was fun. It was. Yeah. Uh, it needs to become more of a regular thing. I miss going to Pitchfork. Also, uh, turns out Fredrickson is working in the tap room every other Friday. So oh. we know that now. And right. so now we know when to go harass him. All right, that sounds great. Lisa? What? Is it what? Who is it? Uh, like? uh, no, it, so this Friday it was uh, Dave McNutt and other Mike. Ficino. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, no, no, cool. no. I don't know. I like, no, like, yeah, no, I, I like all of the all people. All awesome dudes and chick. Yeah, and uh, let's see. Uh, That's not a nice thing to say to Mike. Let's talk about Lisa. Dang, I'm. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So the week was really dragging, and then Friday came around, and then once Friday was over, you know what happened? Vacation I got, started. Yeah, my vacation started. I'm not back until the twentieth. So what's the highlight of your vacation so far? You're two I, days in. So only good things have happened. So the weekend. So no, the I don't know. It's technically a vacation, and only good things have happened to you on vacation. Yeah, no. I mean, if there was something bad that happened, I would bring it up in a separate segment. Oh, okay. All right. Well, how does that work for you, man? Like, did you you just had to kind of like drop whatever project you were working on, or how- I put my notice in a month ago that mm-hmm. I was taking these two weeks off, and then he basically and because of the place the the status of the project as I was leaving, like uh, the. Like, I had to put somebody else to, like, take point on some of the things, but, yeah. It was finally Carlos's turn to say, ha-ha, your problem now. Yeah. Good. You got to do it, man. That's it. So I have, this is the first uh, time off I've had since... Uh, January. Yeah, the very end of December, beginning of January, I usually take it, like, a chunk of, like, uh, just uh, to make it, instead of, like, a couple of days off for the holidays, I make it, like, a nicer, longer chunk. Is that when you go see your family? Nope. <laughs> okay. That's a silly question. Do you, yeah. do you? Have you ever listened to this show? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Carlos was born in a tube. Yeah, I know that. He doesn't have any family. I just like it when, when I put him on the spot. <laughs> yeah, it's actually grown in a beaker, Casey. It's oh. called a beaker. I'm sorry. How is that different from a tube? Well, it turns out that when you're grown in a beaker, there's not room to escape, so I had to break the beaker to get me out of there. Oh, yeah. weird. Makes well, sense. So only the strong survive. Uh, yeah, the strong. It's the, it's the libertarian the, dream, is what you're the saying. Strong and the to be the, born uh, in a beaker. Both the strong and the glass covered. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. I don't know, Atlas would shrug at that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got me midi on. Wasn't even that good of a joke. Yeah, I know. it wasn't. <laughs> uh, anything else, bud? Nope. All right. Brian. Yes. I mean, I feel like nothing significant has happened to you in the past no, week or two. No, we can just move on. Yeah. I mean, I, but we, we, should probably, we, we should probably talk about it anyway. Okay. What's been going on in your life? I uh, bought a home. Moved well, very far away. <laughs> you didn't move that far it's away. It's not that far. No, it's not that far. Moved to Downing. Which is by Glenwood City, if you, wanna, if you feel like you want to like look it up. Which is near Menominee. Which is near Eau Claire. Yes. Which is near the Twin Cities. All of those things. So why did you decide to move there? Nobody, nowhere else would have you? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. Uh, he rolled in as the... <laughs> Whatever, Carlos. He rolled into town as the man with no name. Oh, on a horse. No name. Well, there, there's a lot of no names going around. Like, <laughs> it makes things confusing. If, you're, if somebody's talking in your direction, do you have to be specify, wait, are you talking to me or are you talking to my horse? You think you're confused. You should talk to his realtor. Oh, mm. it makes things really hard. <laughs> My realtor's a nice lady. 
sure she is. I was making it. I, uh, anyway, a little shout out was, to Brian's realtor for being such a nice lady. How was uh, so? Uh, how was how was your home buying experience? How does it you, feel to you, be a homo? Uh, awesome uh, feeling, uh, but uh, it it's uh, your home buying experience freaked me the fuck out, and so I thought I was gonna just have this. Well, the same thing you're like. I put offers in on seven places. I got one, and I looked at three. Put an offer in on two. Okay, well that's good. That was that was a lot better than mine. And yeah, and I, it was I don't know. It was really easy. Yeah, because I think I looked at twenty. Yeah, I. I looked at three. I the first one I looked at, I put an offer on. The second one I looked at was just a giant pile of shit that looked really good in photos. And then the third one was basically like the first one, but a giant upgrade and like ten grand less. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I was looking for a really specific thing and happened to find it. And just got. Oh, your your house is really cool. It's great. It was meticulously taken care and of. And if anybody's wondering what the thing he was looking for, it was a sex dungeon. Yep, and I got it. I thought that was the train room. Nope, train room and sex dungeon. Yeah. Okay. Who doesn't love a good train when they're getting a train run on them? Oh, I didn't realize that kind of train room. Yeah, that's changed a lot of things, Conductor Brian. Yeah, figure it out. Uh, wow. Uh, we're we're going to move on from that one. Um, all right. So besides that, uh, how are things going at the new brewery? Good. Uh, new, new brewer, uh, Jason Paul came up with his lovely wife, Melissa, and we checked out the Hop and Barrel Brewery. I'm still waiting for the final interview when you bring them on the podcast to see if you can actually hire them or not. (laughs) That will never happen. (laughs) I don't want them to quit. Based on the weird questions that Carlos would bring up. Yeah, yeah. The weird questions Carlos would bring up. Yep. No, when beer t- comes up, I definitely don't start zoning out. Yep. <laughs> he doesn't keep asking them about their trained sex dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. I didn't ask about it. I knew about it. There was a difference. <laughs> that's true. Uh, you guys have an HR department, right? No. Nope. Oh, good. Carl's will be it. Okay. I can be HR. Oh. <laughs> oh, human resources isn't how many humans you need to, like, continue to live this meat-wise. <laughs> I might not be the best choice. <laughs> this isn't a resource management game. This is R- R- RL. <laughs> how many people can you shove in, like, one location, have them still work at some manageable amount of efficiency? And pay pennies. Yeah. Oh, seven. Well, let's ask McDonald's. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. All right, so Brian bought an awesome house. Uh, he now has a new local bar called the Pump House, which okay. also probably sex dungeon. Um, Wait, Brian, oh, do it, did you do any uh, discin? Have you done any discin in the last couple, recent uh, amount of time? I mean, I think it's time to do a little a little uh, show we call Disc Boys. Boys, isn't it? Isn't and it's it, me, Disc Jockey. Frizz Boys, though. Or? It's one of those shows. Oh, okay, it's Frizz it Boys. Frizz Boys. Oh, 
Yeah, no, it's a freeze voice. I'm disc jockey, the person in charge of the show, yep. joined by the conductor himself. Damn right. I conduct the discs to go as far as possible, but in a nicely shaped shot. All while a train is being run on them. Yep. So if the disc flips upside down and goes left and then right and then left again, that's what I'm all about. So I've uh, I've decided that I've I've decided to change up my uh, disc throwing strategy. I'm a big uh, fan of the car. Yeah. So if you flatten anything enough, it will fly exactly the same as a frisbee. Well, no, my what I'm using though is the car method. Oh, you just oh, I know whip that the disc too, down yeah. so it just rolls the entire way. Yeah, that's called the that's definitely called the car method, and there are you can put it on any angle and it will go as far as a car does. Yeah, the, the trick is though, since the shape of the discs make it so that it doesn't like to go straight all the time. Yeah, you got to be very careful about how you're throwing it, the angle you're hitting at the ground. Mm-hmm. But you can that thing will roll if you really yeah. get it going. Those car shots are, I mean, that's... It's not going to get you in the basket. It's not going to get you any hole-in-ones, get you any certificates for free rounds. Nope. But uh, it, uh, it'll get you going, get, get you close to the basket. No, it'll, it'll get pretty close. It'll, it'll roll, and then, you know, it's... Like uh, you change up your game at all recently? Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, <clears throat> I've been doing a new technique uh, called the uh, the flare technique. Oh, cool. Um, where I'm I'm really kind of flaring my arm out uh, to the left uh, instead of the right, and then it's making the disc go a little bit less straight, but a little bit more at the basket. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds like it's a good workout too. Like you get a little yeah. like a just flare your arms about like a. Yeah, and there's a f- definitely like a little bit of a like a panache to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been. So it's, it's a new concept. Oh, 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 I was about to close the show, but we oh. got a call. All That's right, uh, let's. Uh, wild. One second. Uh, which button is this? Is uh, it? I got it. You got it. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, 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 I cut them off. That was the wrong button. That's on me. That's on me. I hope they'll. Call yeah, uh, so this is uh, this this is this is Arnold <laughs> Discman, and uh, I I have a wait, Arnold. I'm sorry to cut you off, though. We had another call on the other line that we want to get back to. Oh, first. Yeah. Arnold, I've seen you at leagues, bro. What's up, Arnold? We'll get back to you. We, we got to take the other guy. Go- oh, yeah, call. I understand. Okay, all right. Uh, here we go. We'll go back cool. to that first. Yeah. So my name is Leonard, and I had a question. Yeah, um, I'm gonna hang up on this one. All right, let's like go, you, go back to Arnold. I feel like you called before. Um, so I just hung up on uh, Leonard. We're gonna go back Oops. to Arnold. I, uh, yeah. So I'm Arnold Discman. Oh, what's up? And I had a question for the conductor or Ludwig van Diskoven yeah, or me. Arturo Discani or Igor. Disk Zvinsky. Yeah, I'm, I'm known by many names. Some of them you may not know yet. Wilhelm Disk Wrangler. That's me. Uh, yes, so I have a question. When you are using a car to throw the disc, mm-hmm. what is the best car to throw the disc? Well, usually uh, something obscure like a Yugo or a Gremlin. Uh, uh, are you not worried about the communist uh, issues with the Gremlin? Listen, man, that just makes the disc even more rare. And so... Uh, you know, more expensive. But and does that not make the the people's the 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 people's score when you hit with a communist disc? Oh yeah, but I mean that's very negligible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we got so we got all this uh, we got all this uh, all this car talk going on in first boys. But you know what? I think it's time to go to another segment. A little segment called Carlos's Car Corner. <laughs> yes, let's do it. 
This is a shit show. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I had a little car problem recently. Mm-hmm. Like my mm-hmm. vacation just uh, like was kicking off. Yep. And, and like you know, my car has been. And we're gonna <laughs> interrupt Carlos's car corner with Casey's car corner. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, because uh, well, my weekend was just starting off, and I went out to the garage, and my car wouldn't start. Right, it was a problem. So um, I went over to my folks' place and grabbed the charger and charged my battery overnight, and it started just fine. So uh, my folks came over to uh, to drop some stuff off, and uh, or no, they came over to pick up my park pass, and so I gave it to them, and I gave them back the car charger. Well, literally, they'd been gone about 10 minutes, and I was like, well, I'm going to run to the grocery store, go to start my car, and click, 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 click. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. So I've had my car for, uh, well, it's a 2013, and I've had it since 2014, um, and it's still in the original battery. So Oh, wow. Yeah. So the battery died. It was just what it was. Um, And so I had to call my dad back, and uh, we charged it up, and we went over and replaced the battery. Not a big deal. 120 bucks for a new battery, by the way. I'm a little blown away by how expensive they are. It's Uh, insane. It used to be like, so it used to be like the expensive one was 120 with a three-year warranty. This was the cheap one, 120 one-year warranty. Is this where we go into Lando's rope corner, where Lando tells <laughs> us about various ropes? <laughs> Look at him. He's trying to change the volume on all of our... He's like, I love ropes, and you guys don't deserve to hear anything. Can we have a collar? Uh, that's a dog. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, no, that's, that's just what I have for uh, Casey's car corner. Uh, check your batteries. Uh, make sure that they're good. Uh, Lando, we don't need to do that, bud. Where's this rope? I see you have it. Let's right by your feet, man. So is it uh, time to go back to Carlos's car corner? I, we, 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 have, we have to extract ourselves from no, this we, onion we, 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 have, we, have to, we have to slowly extract ourselves from the spiral. So, well, back to Carlos's car corner. Well, if you were listening to the... If you had listened at all to uh, Casey's... Uh, Car corner uh, recently. You have uh, you may have heard that he was talking about like having battery issues and like and he had a car issue too. And it was like all linked because it's an uh, issue with his battery and his car. Well, I had a similar similar issue. Uh, I actually uh, wasn't my car wasn't starting, so I went and got a uh, new battery. Put that plop that new battery in there. And you know I needed a new battery. I've been putting out for a while, but I put that new battery in there. And you know what happened? The car did not start. That's crazy. Now, the fun thing about that is that that means that my car needs to be towed and it needs to then get worked on. And that's going to be a part of my vacation now that I get to deal with. But, you know, I am not really a car. I wouldn't say I wouldn't call myself a car expert. Maybe others might call me that, but I'm not going to call me the, call myself that. But, you know, you know when to throw in the towel and it's OK. Yeah. But I think once I get this this battery issue and this car starting issue out of the way, I think my car will be able to start itself again. I think. I'd but like I think we're going to have to. But this has been Carlos's Car Corner. So let's go ahead, step back and get your regular programming of Freeze Boy. Yeah. So, uh, so, 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 Leo, Leo Diskstein, I really appreciate what you have helped me with. I know, now know that I need to use the people's disc. Yeah. You got to use the people's disc. You got to throw. Uh, the, the car shot, uh, you know, we got to let it roll and that, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was beautiful, guys. You know, this episode of First Boys, I think we all learned And now lot. we're back to the actual, to uh, actual show. Thank God. Uh, so it's it's about things that I've been up to now, right? Is that, is that where I we're we at? already did that. No! <laughs> no, we no. did not get to that. <laughs> I cut into to your update. Okay, what have you been up to? Ah, well, I've been up to a lot of things. I've been... Uh, 
I have all of the food prep done for Madeline Island, which is very exciting. Uh, that is our annual trip where we head up to Madeline Island, which is one of the Apostle Islands. Mm-hmm. And we definitely just sit around and don't drink and don't do drugs. And it's great. It's oh. a good time. Um, drugs are bad. It's a very sobering experience. You you could say that. You could say that. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, so we're, we're, uh, we're getting ready for that. And then right after that, we're back for, I believe 60 hours. And then we get on an airplane to go to Indianapolis for Gen Con. It's going to be fun. Um, and so that's going to be great. Uh, I'm working for 16 of those hours, um, because I didn't take them off cause it seemed silly to, uh, and then. Yeah, then after that, it, it uh, seemed silly to seemed silly to take off those hours. Yeah, it did. It <laughs> seemed silly. Why would I take them off? I'm going to be around. I might as well work them. <laughs> um, besides that, um, I don't think much else. Lando's being a lunatic today. Land, well, he's all over the place. He's had he's had a busy couple of days. Uh, I went out to go see uh, Brian's new place, which is very exciting. I met his family. Um, and they're basically just other Brian's. There's so many of them. They're all bearded. It's very weird. Yeah. My um, sisters. Long beards. Beards. Mom. Beard. Beard. He's basically a family of dwarves. Yep. But tall. No big deal. Uh, and you get yeah. to see my mom, my mom yell at my sisters. Well, I mean, I wasn't <clears> going to bring that up, but. And then we stared at each other and tried not to laugh. Yeah, uh, we we uh, contemplated uh, what Brian was going to do with all the the crushed cans behind his shed <laughs> by my garage. <laughs> so, just a mountain of so they they cans? took they took some snow fence all right. and made like a barrel and then um, tied tied it around a like a, a fence post. Hilarious hillbilly old people. And shit. then filled it with like probably a 250, 300 cans, crushed cans. It's about half, it's about a quarter of the way up, so we can put a bunch more cans in before we actually have to figure out what to do with it. I don't know what so the I think fuck I'm gonna do with well, it. Once you fill it up, put more cans in. Well, there's no. Re- it's small town Wisconsin. Like don't, there's don't, no recycling. No, you got out of shape no, here. You got no recycling. You got to recycle there. yourself. So what you're gonna do, and I'm saying what you're gonna do because this is the best idea you're gonna hear about what you're gonna do with these cans. After you fill it all up, you're gonna make a mold, and this mold's gonna be a shape of you, Brian. Oh, Brian! You're gonna melt this aluminum down. You're gonna pour it right down to this mold. You're gonna Mm. let it cool first. That's the trick. You gotta let it cool first. And you dig that mold out because you're probably using clay or something. Yeah, well, sand. Usually sand. It's gotta be some compact sand. Oh yeah, you know, but they they usually use sand. Yeah, yeah. They use one of those things. (laughs) And uh, Uh, well, we we have to loss. So basically, we have to cover Brian in wax first. So. Now you have this, uh, did I say, like this, this now naked uh, aluminum uh, <laughs> Brian that you got there. Yeah, but is he in a pose like David? Well, actually, uh, what you're gonna do is you're gonna toss some Capri Sun gear on him. Oh yeah. Oh. And you're gonna display him. That makes total sense. Yeah, because the Capri Sun commercials, everybody turned into liquid metal. This is Carlos's statue corner. <laughs> well, that's what you're gonna do because there's no other ideas you're gonna hear that are gonna be better than that. <laughs> This is Carlos's uh, statue statute, and get the fuck out of here, man! All right. So we have a beer. Should we try that? Yeah, we could try that because I don't know what else to talk about anymore. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> we've ruined everything else. 
There are too many segments. This show has too many segments now. It does. I can't wait until we get to like Brian's train time. I don't. Uh, Is he gonna have like the old time, that old that. time conductor outfit nope. with a striped? Doesn't really hat. matter what you want anymore, Brian. <laughs> Yeah, like, you have a train. All right, so going around right now, we have Oktoberface, which is from Solemn Oath Brewing in uh, someplace in Illinois. This is an American... Illinois? Yep. It's an American take on a German classic Marzen lager, the perfect beer for the perfect beer season. Huh. No, this is the this is the beer that uh, Lady Gaga sang about. Oktoberface. No. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll split. Yeah. Sounds good. American style. Huh. So what does that mean, though? October style. I mean, American style. <laughs> there, it, that'll pro- it'll probably be more hot. What does it mean, October? It means PSL, bitch. Oh. Uh, but no. Um, I don't, so yeah, so probably more hoppy. Probably a little bit more bitter. Um, I mean, not like, I'm not. Uh, so we, we've had a lot of different Oktoberfests. Um, this year's. Um, <laughs> barrel one is more bitter than traditionally done. Yes, even with your guys' like, yeah, it's, it's more. It's, I would call that more American style. It's not though. disappointingly bitter, but, but it's, it's just it it's has a firm, firm bitterness, and probably shouldn't be that firm. If you want, if you want to talk about how it works with the style, whatever. So. Oh, oh, dude, it smells like Cascade hops. It yeah, there's there's sea hops in this for sure. It it tastes like a pale ale mixed with a marzen. Oh gosh, this is really good. There's definitely some aromatic malt. You know what it tastes like? Good. Uh, a light too hearted. Oh my. Well, yeah, but not but the the well not yeah. not 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 like the malt bill is fat enough, but like it's not. It's overly it, caramely, it's more aromatic. Yeah, it like it, it hits it hits more like the lager side of it. So more Munich, more aromatic malt. So like uh I'm I'm drinking this, like I get that bitterness up front first, and then I get hit with just dry, dry mouth after that. And it was dry as fuck. It was very dry. Uh Brian? Anything it's, you'd like to say about it? No, I said things I want to say. I, I think it's great. Like I don't. If, if somebody put crystal this, clear, yeah, that too. If somebody put beer this light. in front of me and just told me that it was like a pale ale, um, I'd believe them. I don't know if I'd believe a pale ale on it. It's too dry, and it's too light body. Okay, that's a too dry, light body pale ale then. I guess. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it it like it has it has those like lager characteristics. It has the light body. It has, like, the slight, like, lager yeast character. It does. And then there's a little bit almost of a, um, uh, there's a little uh, phenol action on it that's kind of interesting, too. But it's, ah, it's unique. It's nice. It's really good. It's fun. Carlos. Go number time. Well, I mean, no, if you have something else you want to say. No, I was just going to say that if you have, uh, if you have like an Oktoberfest party or whatever going on and like you have a bunch of this, like it, like because that dryness is just going to lead you to drinking yet another one of these. It's- so there's, there's an Oktoberfest party that I've gone to a few years um, and Fredrickson's there. And one of the things that we do is we rate all the October, like everybody has to bring at least one different Oktoberfest. 
And so we'd have probably like 30 or 40 different Oktoberfests. And everybody has a sheet where they have to rate them according to the BJCP style. And Fredrickson takes it very seriously. <laughs> and he's very salty by like Oktoberfest 10 when he's hammered. And um, Sounds this would fail miserably in that. But everybody else would really enjoy it, which would make him even madder. <laughs> Uh, and that's 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 where my rating's gonna come from. <laughs> I'm gonna rate out of Mike angriness. All right. <laughs> uh, but all right, give me your number. You know, I like the spear a lot. Actually, uh, I'm gonna give it a seven point seven. Brian, I'm gonna go with an an eight. Um, based on just being a really, really well-made, very tasty beer. Um, as it relates to Oktoberfest, we'll probably just go with like a seven or seven and a half. It's, it's Oktoberfesty, but it's, I don't know, it's also another thingy. I am going to give this an eight and a half based on how pissed off Fredrickson would be. Um, Dude, it's such a good beer, though. It's, it's a great beer, so that's why he would be even more mad. <laughs> exactly. Because it's a good beer, but it's not to style. And why would you call it an Oktoberfest? Well, Which I understand. They were forced to make one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's banana time. Lando. <laughs> it's Come banana here. time. Commit. Nope, drop it. Lando, drop. Lando, drop. Lando, drop. Well, that's not going to work. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> nope, it's not. This is a really good beer. I really enjoy it. I think, I think an eight and a half is, is good for it. Um, yeah, it, it has this weird dichotomy of like the the American Pale Ale and like the German Meritzen. It's very good. All right. Um, moving on to the next thing. I'm gonna pause this for just one second. The description of this episode being just like, and Lando goes nuts with the squeaky toys. All right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we we have a thing that we got to do now, huh? Yeah. The next quarter mile. (laughs) That's right, it's time for the segment that everybody loves and knows. The next quarter mile, where we talk about the next quarter of a Fast and the Furious movie. Nobody knows. We've been doing this for eight weeks in a row now. Everybody knows. <laughs> we have shoved it down everybody's throat. <laughs> Maybe mostly just me. <laughs> uh, anyway, this oh. week this week we are talking about the first quarter mile of Tokyo Drift. What may be the best film in the franchise. But Listen, I is to be determined. I, I'm I'm not. I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen many of them, and I'm I'm with you. I like it. It's very. So good. this is the first one in the franchise besides the first movie that has no numbers. What? Yes. What is that? What do you mean? Well, it's it's the first sequel that doesn't have a number in it. <gasps> what? It's very confusing. Well, I mean, it's the third movie. And the second one was Too Fast, Too Furious. Does it say Which the third movie? Which has twice the number of numbers. No, no, no. no. It just, yeah. It's just the third movie that came out, and they just called it Fast yeah. and Furious. I don't like it. Tokyo Drift. Uh, but what we will talk about is the lack of Paul Walker. This is also the first movie without Paul Walker. Although we had a little issue, though, trying to watch this, though. We had a little bit of a roadblock. 
Oh! oh introducing a new segment to the new segment, Roadblock. This is where something comes Posted up. Posted by Patrick Swayze. This is where something comes up where you just can't get through to and record the episode or something that's trying to prevent you from recording an episode. And then you have to roundhouse kick it out of the way. Gosh, this is really exciting, you guys. So, <laughs> in this week's uh, Roadblock, <laughs> it turns out that HBO Plus, Max, Mega... HBO, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. HBO yeah. Max. A- mega. Yeah, what? whatever it's called. We'll never know for sure. But uh, it only has the Fast and Furious and Too Fast, Too Furious. Does not yeah, have it doesn't have any of the others anymore. Well, so, how the hell did you watch this then? Oh, I had to buy them. Oh, so Casey, with her uh, patron money. Yeah, Casey took some patron uh, money to oh. buy, so we can finance this. <laughs> That's, I don't die. Oh, God. It's what the patrons support us for. Mm. For the arts. I feel like hitting that bell. <laughs> You can't hit the bell in this segment. It's bellless. Although you will have to hit the bell in about actually, actually, this, pretty this, quickly here. This, 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 it does have. So, uh, yeah. So that that was our roadblock that brings us to the end of the roadblock because we fixed it by buying things. <laughs> yeah, we money solves our, problems. Money <laughs> solves problems. Uh, but we are now on to plot in sixty seconds, where Brian has a stopwatch. Where he is, going, I can't believe he entrusted me with the stopwatch. Where Brian is going to count Carlos down and then hit the button, and then when he hits sixty seconds, the bell will sound, and Carlos has to be done with the and, plot. And what I'm doing here is I'm going to be doing the plot of the entire Fast and the Furious franchise from the very beginning up to this point, mm-hmm. and which is now at part the first quarter of Tokyo Drift. All right, so count me down, Brian. What do I just three, two, one? Whatever yeah. you want, man. This is on you. So I know when to go. All right, in three, two, one. Tuna eating Brian is macking on Dom's sister over some tuna fish, gets in a fight, and races Dom for pink slips, but loses. But he saves Dom from the cops, but turns out he is a cop, and he's hunting the TV VCR combo thieves. He saves Dom's crew only to try and arrest Dom, but he lets Dom go. But now, in Miami, Brian is no longer a cop, but takes an undercover job with Hungry Roman, his old friend who thinks he betrayed him. They win the job, and some uh, and some cars, and they try to take down Verone. After some racing and some seat ejecting, they get the guy and walk with full pockets. But now for something completely different. Sean is a shitty racer and totals his car. Oh, then he goes to talk yeah. Tokyo, where he is not fitting in, and he needs Twiki's Hulk fan, and, uh, well... He confronts Yakuza. Ten seconds. And with what is this Sean person? Who is he? Why does he matter? Why is he so bad at racing? We'll find out in the next couple quarters of the movie. Oh, it's just barely one minute. I feel like you could have gone faster was, without the voice. I like the voice, and he was he. It, it was clicking over to minute. I'm sorry, second sixty when he went. Rah, rah. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's very good. And then I dung the bells. I dinged them. Ah, oh, you did. You dinged them good. And now we're going to move on to the next segment. In it was here. very exciting. The ten second car. <laughs> yeah. Where oh, shit. I describe the. Do I have to do this too? No, 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 no. no, no. Oh, thank ten God. second ten second car is I describe the last quarter mile in ten words. Oh, you got of him? this of the, yeah. that we just saw like not the franchise because, because everybody knows that ten second car means a car can go a quarter mile in ten seconds. Yeah, I yeah. didn't. I, yeah, I knew that. So uh, mm-hmm. here, are you ready for yeah, this? I'm ready. Old man in high school, so many felonies, jackass in Tokyo. Yeah. 
Wow. That's perfect. That is perfect. That, <laughs> and so far, jackass in Tokyo could mean multiple people. Oh, there's, there's so many jackasses if in it was, Tokyo. But if it was talking about jackass in California, we're, we're, it would have been a um, So now, now we move over to the garage where we can chat about the, the quarter mile that we just watched because it, it needed a name. You hear the air tools in the yep. background? Yes, we're just shooting shit in the garage yeah. hey, talking about this. And can uh, the first thing we need to talk about is... This motherfucker's thirty. No, no, he does. So they they say like when he's uh when he's taken in by the cops, he's they say, seventeen with a five o'clock shadow. That's more than seventeen years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that shit is suspect. It's super sus, as the kids would say. Yeah, sus. Millennial. I don't know what this means, but they do it all the time. What? Have you not seen that on the TikToks? I don't know what you're doing. They do this thing. What is that? I don't know. That's what the kids are doing. Pulse in the wrong spot. That's dumb. Maybe. That's. I thought they were doing heroin, but that wasn't it either. That's dumb too. Yeah. So let's see. Where's this movie pick off? So it's got all the metal detectors at the school that. uh, Yeah. So the movie. So Sean's been hung held back. How many times do you think? Hang on. What what, what was what was the year this movie came out? Two thousand six, I think it was. Right. Two thousand six. He's at a middle or a high school in Texas that has a fuckload of metal detectors. What when? What year? Two thousand six. Uh, I mean, the high school I went to had metal detectors. I mean, in I went two thousand. We I, I went I went to a farm school, <laughs> so like we had. And you want to know why I moved to the sticks? Like we had we had people with guns in their cars. Yeah, like and we had guns being hunting. delivered to the car. Turn, yeah. to the school. Yeah. Turns out for hunting. Well, yeah, for hunting. What else would you use the guns for? Hunting. That's yeah. No, that's the yeah. only reason they were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, so. Then Brad from uh, uh, Home Improvement was there. Oh yeah, definitely. with uh, with his girlfriend. That's is that with really? Yep. And through through a baseball through Sean's or thirty year old Sean's uh, car window. That would have never ever broke a fucking car window. Yeah, well it did, and then he got out of his car with a wrench. And, and so, was like, I'm gonna like fuck how, you up. But like, we first. Oh, it was honestly like only like a quarter in. Can we can we first talk about big. like how Still like uh, they decided up. to define his uh, Sean's character at the beginning of the film, where he sees some uh, kid getting bullied by getting paint. But he's in the he's in a garage classroom, which was a fantastic looking classroom. That's got yeah, you know, it, they, they were wrenching, and then there was desks, and then they were bullying a kid by spraying cool. paint on his chest. Yeah, they were and, painting him purple. Yeah. And so, like, and he walks out, and he's like, am I going to stop this? And as he has a wrench in his hand, he's like, nah, I'm not going to stop this. But I'm going to keep the wrench. No, and then he puts the wrench in the drawer. Well, then where did the wrench come from? That's a different, that was the one from his car. He had one in his car. Oh, he just, he has an identical wrench in his car? It was a different one. It was the same wrench. It was a different wrench. It was the same wrench. You know, maybe he took it out of class. I don't know. Why would he do that? Like, I I don't know. (laughs) Lando. (laughs) He... (laughs) And so, like, uh, they, he gets in a fight with the guy who, like, uh, threw the baseball and, like, made a hole in his window. And, like, and like they're, I only pink for, for race for pink slips. And, like, and, like that car's not worth enough for me to race. Because Listen, it's a Viper. Do, do, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, it was a Viper. It's an $80,000 car. Do either of you have a pink slip for your car that you know of? I have the title for my car. Yeah, it's uh, green. But it's not pink. Or something. Like mine, the ones from mine, Minnesota are green. Uh, like, it, it, it's, like, it's like an off-white. What are pink slips? 
Well, it's it's well. I mean, do they like like the, race for. the desert wind is blowing for. and they they're holding up the pink slips like shouting at each other like I mean I, well, so I mean and this implies that the pink slip is like part of the carbon maybe setup maybe the, maybe, like, maybe the top at, sheet's white then there's yellow and then the pink one is yeah. the third one right well I think I think at one point maybe they were pink and now they're not they're not pink now I know but I think at like one like it's like um we do a lot of things with old timey things. Oh, like, like the collar. I've, I, I've never, I've never gone and seen a man about a horse when I was going to go take a piss. Like, but I say that all Have the time. Have you ever had the opportunity? Did you ever come back with a horse? No. I mean, so your pro's probably peeing then. Casey's sus. You're sus. No, you're sus. Yeet. <laughs> so, so, I'd say, so the first thing the movie did, like when they were trying to do the kick the race off, like no, the girl goes, no, you'll race for me, like and oh yeah, also I was very like, misogynist. No, I was like super, like what the fuck movie that was. Still but okay then and, like partway through the race, and like oh no, she's a shitty person. Everybody is sh- shitty. Person. Oh yeah, remember remember when she uh, when uh, Brad from Home Improvement was losing the race, and she said, "I thought you loved me." Yeah. Or like uh, earlier, like she, she's like makes it clear, like make it interesting to Brad. From oh wow, she's like you lost, you're a gay. And then Brad just went. Ooh, 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 ooh. Did he That's, really? No, he didn't. Oh. <laughs> no, no, he, uh, he looked like he was about to cry. <laughs> yeah, he did. And then he started ramming his $80,000 Viper into the $20,000, like, yeah. muscle car. And it's just. And, like, the, that muscle car went through a house. That is a lot of damage. You know, oh, that was the first, that, that was that was like the third that felony. Is not would not happen. That's well, like no, the no, baseball it, through the windshield. It was an unfinished happen. house. Oh, so it was so just two was, by fours and framing. Oh, and that's it then. Oh, yeah, God. it was just framing. Like, it, like you can you can drive through framing. <sighs> no, you can't. Have you tried? Not yeah. yet. Let's take your rafters yeah, and framing. You gotta do that. We got time to do that. <laughs> do we need to take a break? Pr- do we? <laughs> so, anyways, like he, uh, he, the cops take him in. Of course, the the other two are apparently like from rich family, so they're out for free. Oh yeah, you know, because rich people get away with murder. Which but, realistic. And that cop though is like really rubbing in his face. Is just so happy that, but you gonna be in trouble? Yeah. I'm so I got such You're a hard poor, on. You're poor, so you go to jail, and I'm happy about that. But All instead of, of jail, go jail, he goes to Tokyo. For reasons to see his dad, see his dad who was seeing a prostitute. Yep, no, because his dad thought he was supposed to be there on the on the seventh, on the seventh, on the seventh. But then he's like, "Oh, I." So he answers the door. He's like, "Oh, you're supposed to be here on the seventh. And he's like, "It is the seventh. And then the dad says, "One second and gets dressed and escorts the prostitute out of the house. Hell yeah! And then uh, explains, "Well, uh." Japan is a day ahead. So it's the 8th. And so the dad should have been really confused. <laughs> yeah, no, like, he should have, like, his dad should have been confused. Like, why are you supposed to be here yesterday? Yeah, instead of, oh, I thought you were coming tomorrow. <laughs> so worst dad of franchise, and that's including Dom's dead dad. <laughs> and <Wow>. so <laughs> this kid's got this, I say kid, but he's 30 years old. Has three rules. He has to go. But he's he's seventeen in the in the show. <laughs> yeah. He's gotta go to school. He's got to go straight home afterwards and no cars. Yeah. Yeah, no, no cars. No cars. Don't and then he goes to school, gets made fun of because he doesn't know how to take his shoes off. 
but he also understands Japanese somehow. He learned one word so far. Slippers. Yeah. That's the word he's learned so far. No, he... He is not ready to go to no, school. Like, also, he has the worst Southern accent I think I've ever heard on TV. How so weird. It appears and disappears. Like, there's a point in time, like, I didn't know that he has Southern accent until all of a sudden, like, he starts talking into it for a couple of sentences. Like, what the fuck? Yep. It's, it's worse than um, the Southern accent from Knives Out that Daniel Craig puts well, up. Well, that's a fun accent. I like that. Uh, he, he's accent. basically Foghorn Leghorn in that. In that yeah, movie. no, but like it's I'll say it. it's a good accent. Uh, Daniel Craig pulls it off. This kid this uh this 30-year-old adult does not pull Also, it off. zero charisma with this guy. Zenith Supremus. No, he's very zero unlikable. Charisma. So then he meets Twinkie. Zenith Yeah. Who is the only black guy at this school? Who tries selling in him in Tokyo? Yep. Try selling a laptop. Try sell- selling him a cell phone. Oh, the stereotypes are abound in Tokyo, apparently. Yep. And then um, uh, Sean notices that he has a steering wheel strapped to his backpack. And he's like, how about that spider steering wheel? And he's like, no, I paid for that retail. That's for my ride. And then no Sean's- cars, Sean. And then Car- Sean's like, I want to see this car. And so then they go to uh, the, car the parking machine. garage where it's like a car vending machine. And like the doors open, they show a car, and Sean looks at him. And is there techno Twinkies music like, playing while this is happening? Yes. Like not not quite that heavy, but there is there is like electronica playing. And Twinkie just not, shakes his head no. And then, like, the next one shows up, and it's a slightly better car, and Twinkie's like, no. And then the next car shows up, and it's a Porsche, and Twinkie goes, no. And then the next car shows up, and it's this, like, green machine. So, at first, mm. I thought, like, was he in some heavy accents or something? Because, like, it was, like, all we, all the sides of the car were all messed up. No, it's literally a Hulkmobile. That yeah. looks like, looks like It's like a Hulkmobile Hulk with, yeah, like, that looks like Hulk smashed it with, like, vacuum-molded uh, parts and stuff. Hell yeah. It's pretty dope. Um, and then they go to uh, where the drift races are happening, and we see Han for the first time. Wait a minute. So... Who is the one person in this movie who's not been an asshole so far? What is that honky's name again? Sean. Yeah, so Sean went and no and disobeyed the no cars rule. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. Man. And the straight go homework. And the black guy made him do it. So again. No, there was no, no, it was no. no. This oh, is not Twinkie's oh. fault. Oh, oh. Twinkie does not know Sean's situation. He doesn't? Yeah. Oh. No. Sean no. Twinkie was just trying to sell Sean some shit. Oh, and then it's like, oh, and he's oh. like, oh, this white boy will buy stuff. And then, yeah, and yeah. then it was like, oh, Sean, you want to be friends and like hang out? Oh, All right, well, let's do that. Also, what disrespect Sean had for Twinkie when like the car showed up and he's like, well, at least I'm driving. And then like drove Twinkie's car. Yeah, that's a fucked up thing to do. That's colonialism. What? Yep. <laughs> I don't think that fits there. <laughs> well, when that's, you where show, that's when there's a new segment called <laughs> Brian's Colonialism Corner. <laughs> I mean, that's when you show up to another country to and country <laughs> drive some in. other man's car. Twinkies, <laughs> Twinkies, an army brat. Like <laughs> colonialism. Oh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, yeah, he gets uh, and then he tries to pick a fight with uh, Justin Timberlake, uh, the Japanese Justin Timberlake, who is a yakuza, who is a yakuza, and Hans just sitting there eating some Cheetos, being like, 
this ain't gonna no, work out. Really, like really, Han is so far as the least asshole of everybody. Oh no, that's because he's Han. You you just wait until he does the panty dropping move of like you, you'll see you'll see. I, th- I think it's in the next quarter, and it's it's amazing what he does with the car. I'm pretty sure he's gonna lose his car or whatever. At one point, Han lands uh, Gal Gadot, so oh. it's like Han, Han's got game. Anywho, should we move on to the next bit? Yeah. When did this show just become a series of bits? <laughs> Recently. <laughs> and now the Department of Offense presents News with Casey. That's me. And that makes me think this show has always been a series of bids. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Traffic safety officials say you shouldn't drive while distracted. More specifically, you shouldn't drive while talking to your friend on the phone, eating Taco Bell, and holding a knife. Unfortunately, a 39-year-old Omaha man did that on Thursday. I mean, that's so many of us, though. And inadvertently stabbed himself in the leg. The man had picked up some food at the Taco Bell near 38th and Dodge just before 2 a.m. on Thursday and was on his way to give some to his girlfriend. Right? Uh, As he was eating and driving, he later told police he was talking to a friend via Bluetooth speaker and looking at a knife that his friend gave him. He then drove through a large pothole or hit a bump on the road. The jolt made him accidentally stab his right thigh with the knife. Why did he have the knife? Because his friend gave it to him. He was enjoying it. But he's eating Taco Bell. (laughs) The man was left with a one to one and a half inch deep puncture wound at the top of his right thigh. That's it. He then headed to the medical center where he waved down security officers and asked where the emergency room was. Does anybody else find this a little suspicious? Like in the fact that he brought his girlfriend Taco Bell and she probably just stabbed him for bringing bringing her Taco Bell and no, like he didn't say no tomatoes and she had to pick them off and then so ah that's a stabbable offense. Jen would Jen would do that. Uh, There's a reason you guys aren't together anymore. I'm just kidding. Now I have to tell her that I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna listen to this whole episode and then she's gonna be like, I totally agree with what Carlos was saying about Tokyo Draft. Because she would. I think you just made it worse. What did I say? Probably. About Tokyo Drift? <laughs> I don't know. Right? Could you re- repeat what I said about Tokyo Drift? No, I, I was only halfway paying attention. Uh, we're talking about Taco Bell Drift right now. I know. Okay. <laughs> Taco Bell Drift. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you're uh, driving after eating some Taco Bell, and you're a little worried whether you're going to make it to that restroom. Oh, man, been there. Been there. Uh, So the FTC is looking into why McDonald's ice cream machines are seemingly always broken at stores across the U.S., according to a report by the Wall Street Journal. The report said the FTC sent letters to McDonald's franchisees over the summer asking why the machines are always broken. McDonald's franchisee owners uh, complained that the complicated machines require fixing by specially trained contractors that have to be called each time a machine breaks. The FTC wants to find out how suppliers and equipment are reviewed and whether or not restaurant owners are allowed to work on their own machines. In so, the meantime, an ice cream machine or an ice cream fan has created an online map really called McBroken that tracks the <laughs> operating uh, status of McDonald's ice cream machines across the country. Listen, I, I have a small anecdote or something along those lines, and this is what would will hopefully eventually precipitate having this guy on the podcast. And this is uh, Doc. 
This is a, a, a gentleman that uh, is a, a fan of the brewery, and he fixes cappuccino machines and coffee machines for, like, gas stations and stuff like that. And I'm guessing he'd really like to weigh in on this. But, yeah, these machines are a lot more complicated. I'm going to use air quotes because not for any of the three of us. But any of this stuff is like SBC stuff, like small board computer, like little programmables that have like little stupid sensors with like four lines of code. It's all very specialized. Very specialized. But like yeah. like part of the problem, though, is that uh, the machine that makes McDonald's very specific uh, shake machine makes shake machines for a lot of other uh, like Burger King, Wendy's, all this. And those places don't have the same issue. So here, here's my thing. I I so worked really like that's is that I I, I worked I worked at a McDonald's no, I, I was for reading four about years. This. I don't know if it was on that. Wow. Okay. So I I, I, I worked I worked at McDonald's for four years. Carlos was there for eleven. Some yeah I, yeah I was uh, there for a while yeah. Um, during my four years, I think we had the shake machine down once, maybe twice. Well, uh, so. It has so the shake machines has have a very complicated process for cleaning. So they're down very often for that. And I thought then, that was kind of an overnight situation. But then, as yeah. far, but it's probably it was probably it was there's frequently issues with the shake machine though too. I don't. But like when we was there, like we never had the cone machine. Like it seemed like we rarely had the cone machine down. We we really never had the shake machine down because it was the same machine. Um, and, and may, maybe it changed after I left, but while I was there, like, it was never an issue. Growing up, I never went to a McDonald's and was told the ice cream machine wasn't working. I don't know. I don't, uh, because, because McFlurries were always available. No, it, it happened a couple times. I know there, there are some issues with the shake machines over the years. And I don't know, it just, it, it seems like this, this I is, thought a this thing was that just a joke. No, like. this is, so one of the things is that, it, it, so it's people who are, so the reason the, uh, the FCC was it is in charge. FTC. FTC is Federal because, Trade Commission. Is because they're wondering if uh, one of the owners of like one of the uh, people higher up in McDonald's like has a deal with like this shake machine because that because every time that they have to call a specialist in to show up for five minutes oh I is see. a see, large see, amount of money. So you're saying there there there's some exclusivity piece and like there's these all these other people out yep. there that could be doing this but they aren't because well of and this. then you have you also, so it's more conspiratorial and, well and like you yeah. have like the somebody up higher up in uh, the franchise who's like double dipping. Right. Well, and yeah, then you also like, have right to repair laws and yeah, stuff like but that. But why would you shoot yourself in the foot by not well, having a piece of equipment that so people obviously if, want? If it's a McDonald's corporate that had, like, if it's a high ranking member of McDonald's corporate, then it's fine to fuck over the franchisees because they owe you a percentage no matter what the revenue is. Because they they have to yeah. pay for yeah, the thing. I get it. And then like so you're not you're not shooting yourself in the foot. The, <sighs> you're double dipping. Yeah, double dipping. Did have either of you watched that that McDonald's movie with um, Michael Keaton? No. Is that the one where uh, Batman is from? A McDonald's man. Yeah. No, it's that one. But, oh, okay. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, I did not I'm watch McDonald's it. <laughs> It is, that's not that George Clooney is the McDonald's one with the nipples, right? What I don't know that yeah. one. <laughs> is that a point? You no, know, it's Casey. It's not McDonald's man. He dresses up as Ron McDonald with the nipples. Oh, with the nipples on the suit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know. I yeah, I, I know what movie you're talking about, Brian. I I never watched it. It wasn't terrible. What does he play like Ray Kroc or something? Or? Yes. Okay. Yes, Michael Keaton is Ray Kroc. 
who like or is Ray Kroc Michael Keaton? He, he gets a hamburger and decides he's going to buy McDonald's. I mean, Michael Keaton is, like, very much a fucking... But didn't Ray Kroc m- invent well, no, 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 McDonald's? No, like, Michael Keaton's a, a no, method actor. No, but Michael Keaton in the... He buys it from... Michael Keaton the, played Michael the Keaton. movie is, like, he buys McDonald's from the brothers or whatever they came up with, with McDonald's. Who is the English guy who played Alfred? His Alfred Alfredson. Which one? Uh, the, the... Early or late? The late one. The... Uh, the sir, the one who passed away that late no, one. No, yes, no, no. he did pass uh, away. No, no. Uh, uh, the Christopher Nolan Batman one. Where oh. are you going with this? We're like, yeah, oh. I have no idea where we're going with this. I'm now. just trying to figure I out what that actor I think you just don't want to talk about what we're talking about because you know we're right and you're trying to steer us away. No, I feel like his name is a Michael too. I don't know about that. Yeah, it's Michael Short. Nah, no, that's, it's Martin Short, you goddamn idiot. You're right. I was wrong. It was it was Martin Short that played Alfred for Batman. Oh uh, no, Martin Short played the owner for the boat and Captain. Then Ron. why'd you correct hey, Martin I, Short? I know you're faster at googling things. Chop chop. What? I, I'm tr- uh, hang on. Uh, Come on, Casey. Christopher Nolan, uh, Batman, Alfred. God, I'm just trying. Did you do that? <laughs> yeah, I shoved the, I shoved the, I shoved the rope in his car. Michael Caine. I knew it was a Michael. That was the Michael Caine. When you said when you said Michael Keaton, I thought Michael Caine, yeah. and I was very confused. <laughs> Mister Michael Caine, you broke in my dog. I know. <laughs> Carlos put the rope through Lando's collar, and he can't figure it out. <laughs> Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. We got another story. Should we do that yeah, one? Let's do that one. A disgruntled customer at Dairy Queen in Port uh, Alberni, uh, British Columbia, took out his frustration over being told to wear a mask by relieving himself in front of staff at the counter. Oh, God. Is it the incident? Or no, the incident was captured on camera and appears to show the man urinating on the counter following an altercation with the restaurant employees. In the video, the man can be heard arguing with the staff, refusing to wear a mask before he unzips his pants. Staff can be heard shrieking as the man begins to relieve himself. The video was recorded by a customer and was shared with CTV News by his friend. The RCMP says the incident happened around 9 p.m. on Saturday. This is the first incident of this nature, they said. I think people should just wear their masks and be safe and polite. Of course, wait, Canadians wait. Would say that. It was the f- okay, so it was Canada, but so it was it was the first mask wait, wait. Re- mask related peeing incident. Yes. Does that mean there were like uh, there there may have been other ones, but they were more polite. Like, oh, you're out of nuggets. Psst. Oh, your ice cream machine's <laughs> down. I like that. Just the Canadian response to like unhappiness. Hey. It's just piss on something. <laughs> oh well, I'm not gonna wear a mask. Oh, I'm gonna. I mean, that's so right much here. more passive aggressive than shitting. Because shitting, that's fucking aggressive. Peeing on something, man. Nah. Kind of uh, passive aggressive. Yep. Uh, when you get to the shitting scene in uh, White Lotus, uh, let me know what you think. Oh boy. Now you'll be waiting for it. Um, all right. So in June 2019, this is this is a long story and just uh, yeah. So in June 2019, a high number of teenagers pre-diagnosed with Tourette syndrome uh, started showing up in specialized outpa- in a specialized outpatient clinic in Germany, but none of them really had Tourette's. All the patients presented with identical stereotype Tourette-like symptoms, behaviors that lay people associate with Tourette's. Um, in a recent paper, Kristen Mueller-Vall um, describes what led to the diagnosis of a mass sociogenic illness, also known as mass hysteria, in these teenagers. Here's a hint. They all watched a certain YouTube channel. 
In February 2019, months before the episode began, Germany's second most successful YouTuber, uh, Jan Zimmerman, launched his channel uh, Get Vitter im Kopf. Uh, yeah, we all know Jan Zimmerman, okay. Uh, thunderstorm in the Brain. Um, according to the researchers, he shows the same stere- stereotype bizarre behaviors that he claims are symptoms of Tourette's in many of his videos. They rule out Tourette's as the cause of Zimmerman's tics, suggesting instead that he is mimicking stereotype symptoms like the repetitive use of obscene language and obscene gestures. The number of symptoms, and in particular the number of different swear words and insults presented, is countless and thus far beyond that of tics and Tourette syndrome. Finally, presented symptoms quickly changed nearly on a weekly basis in parallel to newly released videos, while most popular symptoms are repeated several times. Uh, The connection between the patients at the clinic and Jan Zimmerman became evident once the researchers realized that the movements and vocalizations the teenagers exhibited were nearly identical to those of the YouTuber. In some cases, the vocal tics were exactly the same as Zimmerman's, like shouting words like palms or or fries or bombe or bomb, or hail Hitler, or Wait, are they sure dubist that, hashik. Oh my are God. they sure, though, that they weren't shouting for Coach Bombay? Oh, it's I mean, entirely possible. They're not from Minnesota. Um, and uh, fliganda hari, or flying sharks. Uh, some patients indulged in, identi- uh, in identical bizarre behaviors like throwing pens at school and dishes at home and crushing eggs in the kitchen. Like Zimmerman, many patients gave their supposed Tourette syndrome a name. Uh, patients often reported to be unable to perform unpleasable tasks uh, because of their symptoms, resulting in release from obligations at school and home, while symptoms temporarily completely remit while conducting favored activities. Fortunately, after Tourette, uh, after Tourette syndrome was ruled out and diagnosis of mass sociogenic illness made, symptoms subsided into many patients. According to the researchers, the phenomenon is a culture-bound stress reaction resulting from stress induced by the COVID-19 pandemic and eco-anxiety, feelings of uncontrollability, unpredictability, uncertainty over climate change. Casey, when you get super stressed, you start like slipping into an Australian accent, going on to places and dropping objects onto other objects. I mean, yeah, don't you? No, that's not good day. I do. Why, do I do that a lot? I was oh, asking all if the time. you do that a lot. He totally does. Do, when you get super stressed, is that what you do? Like, because you don't. I don't think you fall into this this fake Tourette's that they were, these kids were doing because you don't watch that same YouTube channel. Wait, is that or it, do you? Is that what happens on the YouTube channel? On a YouTube channel, yeah. Oh, okay. You watch the one where they drop the stuff. Mm. Oh, oh, you're talking about how ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I would love to do that. That'd be great. Yeah, is that, but is that what you do when you're stressed, though? Oh, like, no, 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 no. I actually watch that to de-stress. That's the opposite. <laughs> I just want to be Australian because it right. sounds fun. Actually, I'd, ra- I'd rather be a Kiwi. It seems like they're better. Yeah. Also, it seems like their country's better. Yeah. Can I move to New Zealand and be a hobbit? <sighs> you can try. I've been trying. They won't let me in. Yeah, nope. That's their general response to people <laughs> trying to get in. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right. So we have a discussion topic for today. It's probably going to be brief. It's going to be fun, though. All right. So uh, the discussion topic is, um, and th- this is in celebration of Brian's train conductorness. <laughs> Um, if you could run a train anywhere, real, real or fictional, where would you run the train? 
That's like I'm gonna be honest here. I'm just gonna go first. That, that, <laughs> I'm gonna be running that trained franchise right into the ground. It's not gonna last long. It's just it's just gonna like those profits are gonna drop, and I'm not gonna be charged a year from then. Yeah, but where are you running the train? It doesn't matter where I'm running it. Yeah, but you're in charge of the train now. Like, where are you gonna run the train? You have to give me a place. All right. That was literally the, the, the first thing Well, I yeah, said. no, I'm saying, like, but I would run it into the ground. That's <laughs> probably true. Though you were telling me something terrifying about the Thomas the Tank Engine. No, yeah, because that's <laughs> all... Like, that, was, that was very heavy on uh, Soviet Russia, like, uh, beliefs. And, like, uh... The Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, so Happiness on you. It's very fucked up, some of the, the, the storylines that they had back in the day. But anyways, uh, yeah, no, I, you know, I don't, I wouldn't really want a train. What would you want to run? Or I, I would like, like, there's nothing specifically I'd want to run it, run the train from. I think maybe it'd be fun is like a uh, Minneapolis to Denver uh, train route. You know, there's some just like a direct line. I understand that there's a, there's weed legal down Denver. So I think that train ride from uh, Denver might be a lot of fun. And uh, you, you, yeah, you, see you, the, can, you can see the you get to like when you're down in Denver, you can see the Rockies and all that fun stuff. Well, like the the funny thing is, is on the way to Denver, you're going through two or three different states where weed's legal. Oh, there's even more, <laughs> oh, so there's multiple states. Where it's legal. <laughs> so basically, you get out of Minnesota and it's legal, essentially. Yeah, right. Or if you're Rick and you miss the ferry, uh, you, you end up in Michigan. Well, no, he missed the ferry because he had to go to Michigan. Whatever. He wasn't yeah. going to go to Michigan, but then he decided he was going to go to <clears> Michigan. <throat> mm -hmm. And then he had a flat tire. Oh, I didn't know that. And then he was on the wrong side of the river like Benny. <laughs> Man, he has a lot of problems. Yep. But a bitch ain't one. Mm -mm. Also, I think it'd be fun to have like a, uh, those like, I can't remember, like those like where they have like that one train car that's literally is just a bar. The one called Desire? The bar car? Oh, bar car, yeah. I want a fucking bar car. I want You have to have a bar car. I want a train that's just all bar cars. I don't want all bar cars. You gotta yeah, have, have you been on a regular train car? They're not fun. Bar car, though, fun. No, I'm thinking bar. the only cars are bar cars and the sleeping quarter cars. I, uh, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I just, I'm getting a lot of joy out of saying bar car. All right. Just and I'll just, just like the addition of car to everything. It's right. a lot of fun. Uh, Brian. What? what wait, wait. One last thing. At the very end, instead, like, there'll, there'll be the caboose. There's going to be a caboose, of course. It's just going to just be another bar car, except the special one. But at the very end, at, past the caboose, there's going to be, you know that? Oh, that uh, Why did pass, you say pass, it like that? Past the what? Caboose. What? <laughs> I, I don't know how. You, you, you said it right so Why many times. Like a weirdo? But, and then you fucked it up. Yeah, I Why? did. Why? <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be one of those like train things. In, where, like, instead of the caboose, we're going into the back of the caboose. Caboose. The caboose. <laughs> what the hell, Carlos? You don't go in the caboose. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, oh, man, it's like how a Midwest mom says chipotle. So yeah, but there's, there's going to be like one of those uh, those just where it's basically just some wheels, the flatbed, and then the thing that goes up and down. There's going to be one of those. Why? What do you mean why? I, I want it. I don't know. I always thought that those were cool. Yeah, but they're like man powered. Like why would oh, they no, be on a train? It's utterly useless. I just want it there. 
Seems like it's going to be a problem. Yeah, and maybe a little dangerous for those drunk people in that final caboose. Oh, I'm sorry, you mean the, the final caboose? caboose. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. All right, Brian. Uh, tell tell me about Brian's trainland. What? I thought the, the Soviet topic Brian. was where would I drive a train? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not in Brian's trainland. I mean. I don't know. Ask me the question. Does oh, uh, where, where, where would you like to drive a train, Brian? In Brian's train land. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Well, that's uh, it. No, no. Tell me about that. Oh, oh. well, in Brian's train land, there's a whole neighborhood. And that's when we get into a new segment called Brian's Train Land. Ooh! That's a train. I didn't ring that bell. I did I did because I was very excited about Brian's Train Land. You can't take the bells the away bells from gone. me. Now the bells are gone. Okay. Now they're in, they're in a neutral ground in the middle of the table. Oh, <laughs> they're in the circle. They're in the circle. So it's all about like neighborhoods, though, right? It's yeah. Because yeah. what so it's like because like, uh, what they like to be your neighbor, right? Yeah. So you're basically the Mister Rogers. Uh, of I Greenland. think the big part here is that there's got to be a mountain or like a hill that's uh-huh. rocky that the train has to go through. Yeah. All right. Well, there has to be a tunnel. Yeah. First and foremost, there's got to be some type oh. of tunnel where obviously it just got done being blasted, and so on on the other end of the tunnel, there's going to be little man figurines that are by these little boxes that say TNT. Oh, wait, this is a bottle. Yeah, it's Brian Trainland. Brian Trainland. I'm a little disappointed. What? Why? Because like I, I thought we were talking about like some full-on train, because like I'm all in on train tunnels. Those are fucking cool. But I was like... <laughs> anyway, so yeah, down, this, this is your like, time, Brian. South from the, 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 the rocky outcrop of the train tunnel where the men are just getting finished and their box of TNT is... They're nestled amongst the semi-broken rocks that they're, you know, they're going to get some landscaping in there eventually, but that's not what they do. They are the ones that break through the tunnel and make sure all the tracks are laid and stuff. Okay, so we're at that point, right? Landscaping has convenient. So John Henry already died. The the front part of the tunnel is completely finished with with all of its landscaping, the name of the tunnel, you know, which is uh, Bry Alley Tunnel. And then, so down from there, there's an, a, a lake, which is made out of epoxy. Oh, nice. And it's primarily from the runoff of this mountain, which is very tall, and the snow uh, sort of melts down the side and collects. Hey, do one of your mountains melt epoxy? Into epoxy lakes. Yep. And there's a boat on that lake. Oh, somebody fishing on that boat? Yes. What kind it's of boat? Well stocked. Uh, it's a, an eight foot uh, with a motor, with a trolling motor in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. That's all, all right, I got. All right, all right. Well, I, I can't wait for the next minute when we learn more about Brian's Trainland. That's just one part of it. I know. It's, it's very exciting. Can't wait until we get to uh, the first village on Brian's Trainland. Uh, it's, I, I can't, I mean, I feel like we're going to learn a lot about these residents over the years and it's going to be very exciting. There's um, lots going on. For those of you who don't know, uh, Brian's trainland resides in his basement. Uh, <laughs> there's fucking nothing in my basement <laughs> except for a washer and a dryer. Except and dreams and trainland. No, no, it's an unfinished basement. Yeah. No. <laughs> about to be finished with Brian's dreams for trainland. <laughs> <laughs> you say that now. You didn't write the... Uh, whatever. I don't like it. What? The trainland mentions for 2021? Uh, we're going we're gonna to get that on there. We're, it's going to be pretty high. All right. So uh, I'm going to go with a space train. A space train? A space train. I don't think you can do that, Carlos. 
Yeah, I'm gonna allow it. I'll second it then. Fine. Because I feel like a space train would be pretty fucking dope. So, uh, early days of the space train, as we all know, it was basically going from the Earth space elevator to the moon, and oh. then uh, we we were branching out. So now we have a space train going from the moon to Mars. And I gotta ask: Are these on rails? <laughs> Well, not physical rails. They're on gravity rails. I don't know. Your your plan sounds pretty off the rails to me. Uh, it's on the rails, but it's on the gravity rails. Can you understand how gravity Carlos rails work? It. Well, what I understand is that the train just keeps going faster and faster, like it until it hits the middle point and starts slowing down. Oh, like trains. Do. How's it going to turn? <laughs> so wait, how's it going to? So how is the how are the trains going to slow down? Like uh, so, like is it gonna s- with retro boosters? Obviously, so so it's not gonna turn all the way around and have the boosters blast the other way. It's no, no, they just like they they have boosters because, like, so my train, it like it has a front and back, but they're identical because the front and back it depends on which direction you're moving, right? So it's it's like a subway car, but to Mars. My train. Bigger than yours. So, like, the conductor walks to the front of the vehicle and on the way to Mars, and then on the way back to the moon, he walks to the back, which is now the front. How long, uh, how big is this train? Like, how long is it going to take this guy to walk from one side to the other? Oh, it takes multiple days. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Like, he, he, he has to bring camping gear. Mm-hmm. Okay. He has to, like, put, pitch up a tent. They're not, they they don't let him use any, like, the, the sleeping quarters or anything like that. He, he has to camp. Out. No, no, no. He's an hourly employee. He doesn't get anything. <laughs> okay. He, Wait, can he at least camp out inside the cars, or does he just have to pitch the tent outside? In no, no, he can do it inside, right. but it has to be out of the way. And, like, in be- like there's there's a little section in between cars where he can where he can sleep. <laughs> okay. Um, because, like, he doesn't even get dental. Like, all he is is a train conductor. Now, he's please tell important. me, though, that, like, he's incentivized to do it as fast as possible so, and uh, to cut down on sleep as much as possible. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, if he does, if, if the train doesn't come in on time, uh, we, um, quote unquote, accidentally um, put one of his family members through an airlock. Don't you hate it when that happens? I, it really sucks. Yeah. But I'm, I'm so glad that he decided to move his entire family to the moon into our corporate facility. It, it's really helpful. Yeah, it makes things easier. Yep. Yep. So is there, like, anything special about, like, the space train? Or is that as special as it gets? Oh, uh, no, there's a lot of special things about the space train. Um, so our sleeping quarters are state-of-the-art. Um, you, We have food fabricators that can make anything you want. Um, as far as long as you can pay for it, um, even though everything requires the same amount of atoms to make and flavor doesn't really matter, but lobster costs 10 times more than gruel flavor train. Yep. Um, also, uh, entertainment is extremely gated. You have to pay for every channel and then, uh, you have ads, even if you pay for it, unless you pay for the, uh, the, super special edition um which only gives you ads every other show or every hour instead of every half hour but what if they don't want to use the gated media how are you going to shove the ads down their face oh uh so that's that's the best part is all of the hallways are simulated sky and scenery but every 15 seconds they switch over to an ad nice yeah 
So like, is that also- and you have to pay extra not to have that in your room. So wait, if you have like a window seat, so you have the view of the stars and everything, uh, like, is it like automatically it adds and you have to put some money in? Oh, no, no. In order to see the stars, um, that's a super premium package. Otherwise, you get the opaque TV screen. Oh, you you, you have to do the, a, a full on package. You can't just like pay like a buck fifty for a minute. I mean, oh, that's a really good idea. Except like a minute's really long. Minute, buck, buck fifty every 30 seconds. I think $3 a minute seems fair. All right. But they're space dollars, and uh, like so, we we set our own concur or we set our own currency value, so we can we can set it to uh, whatever we want. So um, basically, you have to put tokens in. So for if any citizen, like how long does it, t- it take to tra- make this distance from the moon to the Mars? Well, I mean, so that really depends. How much are you paying? It's a train. I assumed that everybody would get there at the same time. People at the back of the train get there later. <laughs> I guess they get there a couple days later since you have to camp out. Yep. Oh my. But like, uh, but if, if you're if you had the fast seats, the hot oh seat. yeah, the fast seats. Uh, we're 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 making this in like a month. <laughs> it's a, it's a very quick trip to Mars. No, yeah, that's a fast trip from yeah, Mars. Very very fast. Uh, I mean, we are running out of fossil fuels, so like that's going to be a problem. Uh, also, we figured out how to how to like burn coal in space. What if somebody dies on the trip to over? Like it's a month long. There's going to be every once in a while somebody's going to die. Do you, do oh, uh, there. Uh, so if somebody dies on the trip, uh, their family gets a voucher. All right, but what about the body? Do you like deatomize it and use it for food, or do you just shut it out the airlock? Uh, if we deatomize it and use it for food, All right. yeah, no, basically, uh, that's that's for the, what spaghetti is. All right, yes, and they, they get a voucher, though. Oh, you know, their the family gets a voucher for 15% off their next trip. Yeah, that sounds great. And uh, one, one hour uh, ad-free. That's a great deal. I thought so. I thought it was fantastic. It's almost the value of the trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but our, our tickets are very reasonable. All right. It sounds like a great deal all around. Yeah, I, I, I thought so. I think, I think this is going to be a great train line. Is the train going to run on time? Oh, no. Delays are always <laughs> happening. All right. Probably because those guys have to walk, the conductors have to walk from one uh, no, to the other. No, no, no. It's because sometimes Mars is in retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's like a... That's Pisces like, hate our train. So that's like not a, a month-long trip, no matter what. It depends on, <laughs> depends on where Mars is, really. Okay. So it does actually count on that. It's... <laughs> it's not just always a month long. You just like go slower sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, I broke a bunch of stuff. It's fine. Yeah, no, I think we got some good train ideas out there. So many, so many good ones. <clears throat> train tunnels are cool, though. Especially if they're haunted. They're, aren't they always haunted with the dead men who have... Help create the tunnel? You can only hope. You can only hope. Well, if you guys have any ideas, comments, or feedback on this show or train tunnels, uh, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewsstudios or follow us on Twitter at blindnewsstudios. And I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>